Chin chin, ding ding, ding ding. How fitting that the dog is trying to get into the room as we're today going to speak about dogs. Doxa. Dogs in the UK. Dogs. But first, so today, as we're speaking, is the 2nd of January, which for those who don't know is the start of our 30 day challenge. Will we always do this now? It's like we're rehearsed. Yeah. Three, two, one. 30 day challenge. That game show, you've won the star prize. Our morning radio show. Yeah, a speedboat, but you live in Birmingham, so you're never going to get to use it. You can sell it either. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's half the price when you sell it. Okay, so the 30-day challenge, for those who don't know, is a way for you to improve your English every single day with us. All you have to do is become a member of Easy English by going to easyenglish.video forward slash membership and choose one of the perks offered there as well as getting all the perks of that membership you'll be given daily challenges from the 2nd of january until the end of january things such as describe your morning routine or listen to this song by the pogues and describe the meaning behind it or the metaphorical meaning you get from it you just publish a challenge maybe i just already revealed (laughs) reveal a challenge yeah, and um, this podcast will be out on the 9th. So if you listen to us today on the 9th or, well, not today, but next week on the 9th or a few days later, it's still very worth it to join the challenge and be there for 20 days or 15 days. It's really about continuous learning, continuous effort to improve your English skills in the new year. Yeah, you get to hang out with lots of our other members who are already there doing the Thursday challenge. Yeah. And you get to discuss with them about the topics, or you can even just go into our normal Discord server where we have topics such as tea time, music, travel, and just get to know people and tell the people about yourself. Go to easyenglish.video forward slash membership to start the Thursday challenge and improve your English in January. Topic of the week. So now we can really start our topic. Topic of the week is about a team member of Easy English, which doesn't get a lot of plaudits, a lot of accolades. Not enough attention. Enough well, attention. in our daily life, yes. <laughs> You're but joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really about dogs in general. I think we will maybe talk about dogs and animals and everything again because yeah. I just love it and you too. But this is basically about Nola. A specific spe- dog. Do you say the same thing? No, I wanted to say specifically about how we got Nola and about... Well, maybe it is a bit in general about adopting dogs, rescue dogs. Because Nola was a rescue dog, or she is a rescue dog. And yeah. we rescued her from the streets of Romania. Not we Well, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. Someone rescued her, a really nice lady called Sabina. 
Yeah, shout out Sabina. Shout out to Sabina. She rescued her. She um, took her to her shelter and um, veterinary practice. So we want to tell you that story. Where do we begin? Nola was found in the streets alone. Apparently. Yeah, completely alone because a lot of dogs are um, being found in like litters. A litter is like a group of puppies, often with their mom, sometimes not because people just dump them somewhere because they maybe wanted a dog but didn't want puppies. But yeah, Nola was on her own. She could have even just been born on the streets. Yeah, we really don't know her story at all. It was a good thing for us to know because you want to kind of try to figure out what trauma she brings to the table and uh, being alone, fighting for her own food alone and all of that, not having a mom that would still maybe feed her in the streets um, or like a group where you can find something together that is definitely something that is still seen on her as she tries to. Well, it got better, but she she is always on the hunt for food, really. Yeah. But she survived on her own somehow. And then you, by some chance, were on... Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. A Facebook page of an, a dog charity in, here in the UK. And um, yeah, we looked for some time at some diff really different dog charities. There are many. It was like we, we were sure about having a dog. I think we already talked about it since getting to know each other. We both always wanted that. And it was the perfect timing because um, both work from home. I always wanted a dog, but I was always sure I will not do this if I go to the office or anything like that. So we really wanted to be responsible and have the perfect timing for it. And then we just looked and th thought one day the perfect dog comes, which is like, yeah, obviously I love every dog. <laughs> I want to rescue every dog in the world. Um, but then there was Nola and something, I don't know, we saw her and it was... That was it. How would you describe how she looked when you first we first saw her? Because there was not much information to go off, mm -mm. was there really? No, there were a few pictures, and when we showed the pictures to other people, everyone said, "Oh my god, she's so ill." Um, which I, yes, of course, I saw that. It didn't bother us at all. Like we didn't worry that she would come, like bring illnesses or so, because. We know that they are checked up anyway. And I mean, if anything, I loved her even more. But like this, this heart thing of like, oh God, I need to nurture this this dog and um, give her a safe home. Yeah. And I don't know, I saw her and I was just like, yeah, she, she really looked very, very thin. She When they found her, she was full of worms, full of ticks and fleas and everything and yeah they told us she was um when they found her like nearly dead yeah she was very malnourished yeah but maybe um if you're a, a podcast member then we'll post up like a before and after picture yeah <laughs> of of nola before and after uh like a couple of years after we had her yeah because even her like her fur was mm -hmm. kind of missing in patches and her tail looked a bit like a rat. She had patches where she did have no fur. She had very thin fur. Um, she was super thin. Well, she basically looked how they described it. Like she really was lucky to be found. We saw her and we both looked at each other and both said, that's it. She had these like big floppy ears. They're the only thing which haven't changed since we got her. Yeah. It, that and she had like very like naughty eyes. 
<laughs> she looked naughty. She looked super naughty. And those two things, she still has massive floppy ears and naughty eyes. <laughs> you, it's hard, but you have to try to remain, remember not to get too attached to a dog you're applying for because, mm. especially with adoptions, and this was during coronavirus where there was like a surge in dog adoptions. Everyone was stuck at home. Uh, so you found it on our Facebook organization. There are hundreds, I imagine, on Facebook that you can find if you are interested yeah. in this kind of thing. And, well, we wrote a message and then the whole thing then just snowballed very quickly. It was in the evening at 9 p.m., we should say that, that we saw her and we thought like, okay, and it was a Thursday night. I still yeah. remember that. And we thought like, okay, before the weekend, no one will answer us. So let's see, maybe next week someone will get back to us. Right, yeah, because we'd applied for one before and it took forever. Like, uh, we no, they never got back to us. Never got back they to us. They just said they right? had hundreds of applications, so they couldn't even okay. get Okay, so we, yeah, our, our sites were already kind of lowered quite massively that we just yeah. sort of send this out into the ether and never hear back. But then, yeah, yeah like you say found out quite quickly and then the idea is and this is pretty typical right that they want to then to meet you but the big part is to meet you in your home and conduct almost like a job interview Mm -hmm. yeah we got a message back shortly after half an hour later they ask us if we can already do an interview the next day at lunchtime yeah and we were like, uh, okay. And basically they couldn't come in because it was um, a lockdown. And they said, we want to do um, a video call with like a video tour of your home. It was like an hour, one and a half. It was a good long talk. And I, I really liked that. It sounds maybe a bit like, oh God, oh God, like a job interview. I, I want to um, like, do I have to be afraid of this? But not at all. Like our contact was, she was super lovely. She, it was in the end. I felt really good that they are so responsible about their dogs. Yeah, and then we thought that the call would probably end and then uh, we'd probably maybe wait to hear back. But at the end of the call, she was just like, do you want her, basically? <laughs> Wasn't it? It was like, yeah. great, that's the end of the call. And um, yeah, she's yours if you want her. Like, what? And then... Yeah, we thought they have now a thinking phase. She talks to her <laughs> colleagues and then they get back a few days later. Well, there, there was or... one other person I think they wanted to interview, but I think they just were so happy with our yeah. standards. So they, they they just were like, yeah, she's yeah, yours. She's yours yeah. And what isn't common, but what happened with us was when they rescue these dogs, they they because they have so many going into the shelter in Romania, they want to then move the ones that have sort of been Old treated and, mm. and are prepared to come to the UK. They move them into the UK to a foster home. Yeah, and Nola was already on her way. Essentially, she was in the process of coming to the UK. So then they're like, oh, um, is next Friday good for you then? Friday was our, our talk. Yeah. She said she comes tomorrow in a week. Are you tomorrow? ready? Oh, yeah. Are if you, you want her, you can have her and she's with you tomorrow in a week. We're like, oh, wow. I, I, I remember that we cried, or I cried for sure a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was so like, it, it's so... <sighs> that was when it was really real, wasn't it? It was so real because... Yeah, obviously with this um, adopting from another country, we couldn't meet her before because some people obviously um, go to a foster home and meet their dogs when they're already in the country. That's also a possibility. She looked super, super ill and people just go for the not so ill looking dogs, the the dogs that have perfect fur and look little like little perfect cute puppies. Yeah, yeah, the um, teddy bears. <laughs> so, yeah. 
we I don't know we, we for us it was just clear we wanted her and yeah then we we organized it we all panicked and organized <laughs> simultaneously oh God. yeah what do we have to do but but luckily there are shops that sell you can buy like sort of starter packs it sounds stupid because you think starter packs is for like cooking or other hobbies but there are starter packs you can buy for dogs so we bought this like one starter pack really basic but yeah they are not really good it's kind of crappy yeah, yeah it's not it's, like all... it's not to your probably to your taste ever but it's super practical cheap and it's like everything that you need to own a kind of like a puppy i guess or a younger dog we got that already we obviously had to um so you sign like an adoption contract where a lot of things are put in and you obviously are responsible then for the dog and for the well-being of the dog and that you care for it when it's ill that you Mm. um, bring it to the vet that you pay the bills and all that kind of stuff Um, so you sign that contract um, you pay a safety fee which is basically just the transport to the UK the vaccinations warming tablets that kind of stuff you don't even pay anything to the charity um, but it's just yeah, a fee to cover the costs and to make sure that you really want that dog. Obviously, you can still donate to the organization, help them to keep on doing their work. Yeah, um, they work tirelessly, don't they? Yeah. And there's even people who are volunteering to drive from Romania to England in a day Yeah, it's through crazy. the night. And they basically don't ask for much. They just ask some, even just for like food. Right? Yeah, I was really appreh- apprehensive about this transport, but they are really professional. They're yeah. really professional um, dog transporters that are not completely stuffed with dogs. Like um, Nola really had her her big space. It's climatized. There's, there's an AC in it. They do breaks where they go to the dogs. They feed them. They they uh, give them water. They they were really dog lovers. Yeah. The two guys that brought Nola and they had. Both dogs at home, they told us. They, in the, on the breaks, cuddled all the dogs. So they were not left alone. Well, they were not alone anyway. There were lots of dogs in there. And, um, yeah, we also brought for the, for the drivers. That's what they, um, kind of advised us to do. Like, if you want to bring something for the drivers, um, food or drinks. So, yeah, we got something for them. But also then you can give them, um, food and stuff for the shelter. They then take back whatever you want to donate, like big sacks of food or that kind of stuff. So we also brought that. You have to meet the guys in the van and they'll stop off at a service station at 10.30 on the M23. Yeah. <laughs> be there and you'll you'll see the van. It'll be like you have two really tired guys in there, big dusty van from traveling a day through <laughs> all of Europe, basically. Sounds so dodgy. But it wasn't dodgy at <laughs> yeah. all. Really not. Dodgy. It is obviously a bit of a unknown. You just drive. It was a super rainy day. It was super rainy, yeah. We just drove there. It was like one hour 20 or so from yeah. us. The good thing is what they do when you sign the contract, you instantly go into two chat groups on Facebook. That's how this organization handles it. So one is with the adoption team, which is basically your chat group. We still have it until today. It's like you're forever support by them um, with the admins from the team. 
Um, they will tell you everything about the microchip that, that those dogs are shipped and you have to put your name in that. And they ask, they support you with anything. Like in the yeah. first months when Nola was ill, I would write to them because they have so much knowledge. They are always there and basically at any time. It's really incredible what they do. And they have like a past alumni of adopters who are also there, who also give advice and give feedback on how their dogs are doing after oh, yeah. years. That's the third thing even. Then you go into a Facebook group with the with alumni and you can really ask like, hey, I get my dog next week. What do I have to do? Yeah. And the third thing is you get into a group with that transport. So everyone that on that day gets a dog is in that transport group. Um, <laughs> so it really feels all not dodgy. Like you, yeah. everyone is like, oh my God, who's coming to service station ABC? Yeah. Um, will you be there? And where do they actually stop? Do they stop at Costa's Coffee or McDonald's <laughs> or whatever? Um, wherever the van will be. Do you already see the van? So people were always writing me on the way buzzing aren't they yeah Mitch was um, driving I was like oh they're already there they're waiting they're waiting so we we saw a lot of people we saw the van the van went past us right we saw the van before yes and um because yeah we we just saw a van from Romania we just thought like that could be them and then they went into the service station in front of us so we were like oh that's them um and there were yeah we just saw lots of people waiting there in the rain (laughs) Very nervous, um, <laughs> waiting for the dog to arrive. And it was a super emotional day. We just got handed this little bundle, bundle of love into our arms. She was also just completely exhausted. Yeah, right? she was exhausted. She was nervous. And um, then we brought her home. On the way home, I sat next to her in the back. And did she, th- I think she threw up. Mm. We gave her some food and then she instantly threw up because she just scoffed it all down because it was yeah. just like really rich dog food that we gave her and so she's been used to sort of sharing with other dogs in the home yeah, I no more sharing today <laughs> <laughs> that was it the last time she'd ever share food again no but yeah she, oh look at her now how cute are you know? <laughs> she knows she's the star of today yeah she's so. lying in her bed her head hangs out on under our christmas tree basically her bed is next to the christmas tree she was here she was a adapting really well she had yeah there are things in the first weeks obviously you have to give them all the time the first days are really there's a three days three weeks three months rule of like how they adapt to their home and the three first three days are really just exploring smells some dogs will not even leave their bed their um cage whatever you have for them yeah, because de- they're afraid. Depressing yeah. phases. They? Yeah, they don't really know what happened to them. They were in this transporter before they were in the shelter. Um, suddenly there's no other dog. There's yeah. new people. So, yeah, we, we were really lucky because she's really a people's dog. Yeah, she, she loves, loves humans yeah, yeah. a bit more than dogs, even. She got attached super quickly, like very quickly. We were, she was like on our lap directly. <laughs> she also still had like, the, just like you said, like these displays of her still not feeling quite at home because she, we have carpets in the most of our home other than the kitchen where she chose to always sleep on the tiles, mm. which are generally quite cold and hard. Whereas now... Yes, it's in the <laughs> biggest, cuddliest bed and loves to snug in. <laughs> the fluffier, the better. So yeah, 
took a few months. We now have uh, nearly three and a half years. Not three and a half years, three years and four months. Yeah. So we, we stopped this now. This is part one, the adoption phase. <laughs> so it would be great if you would write us an email to podcast at easyenglish.video or send us an audio message on our website. You can do this, easyenglish.fm, uh, about maybe your dog adoption stories or your dog stories or do you also have a pet at home maybe you've got another animal at home yeah or thinking about getting yeah. adopting a dog and hopefully we helped you in some way or form or made you feel a bit less overwhelmed with the process yeah there's a lot to do but it's actually quite exciting the closer and closer you get i cannot even imagine ever to not have her and that was the best decision ever Absolutely. And I'm grateful every second of every day for her. Yeah. It just brings so much love that, yeah, you can't really imagine before. It gives, it brings you so much love and, yeah. and um, it makes your every day much, much, much better. If you're having maybe a bad day, you think maybe, oh, my day is, oh, I'll just write this day off as a bad one. But then you get this little like nudge yeah. on your leg and it's your dog just being like, hey, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play. Let's have a let's have a good day. Let's turn it around. Turn your frown upside down. Yeah. Anyway, we go into this. Okay, in we stop it now. Part two, part three, part four, part five of owning a dog. The, easy English, the dog series. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Let us know about your stories and. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.